welcome everyone to another week of Libby's Corner. And uh, yeah, the Oscar nominations were released. Everybody named Mama got something to say. <laughs> Myself included. So of course that is going to be a big chunk of today's episode. Um, I covered the nominations. I don't really go into who I think should win, blah, blah, blah. I, I keep that for later. Um, but I have started on, on my little shenanigans on that. And then, of course, I have to cover the biggest snubs to me. Um, so, yeah, so there's two segments pertaining uh, the Oscars and, and their every year y'all it's every year we just used to it now you know what i'm saying um and then i did drop a little teaser episode um in the earlier in the week um about euphoria um episode five honey everybody mama was talking about it still talking about it it is such a great 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 episode and so I put that segment off up in here. <laughs> and then, um, the color purple reimagining is happening. Oh, goodness. So, yes, I covered that. And then to kick off this episode, this episode, I had to give a, a little heartfelt message on the passing of Betty Davis, um, the funk godmother, grandmother of funk that nobody really wants to give um, credit to. Yeah, so let's kick this episode off with a special message for a very, very special lady. Let's go. So I have to give a special segment to Betty Davis, who just passed, and and not bet not bet Davis. I love how people are like, "Oh, it's Betty Davis, the actress." It's Betty Davis. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's Bet Davis, and there's a reason why. First off, that's her name, but for some reason people did what they did and you know in Hollywood and they was like well we just call it Betty Davis. Bette Davis is too much but her real name is Bette Davis and so she really wanted people to be like hey yo this, that is not my name that's not my name that's not my name my real name is Bette Davis and it really she really started doing that especially in the 70s because of this amazing musician named Betty Davis. Um, there is a, there's tons of documentaries out about her, first off. There's some that are even available to watch for free on YouTube. The one that I watched that I wish they would have went a little bit deeper into it, it was a short documentary and this person this amazing individual needs a full-length 
documentary, which again, some of those are available or were available on YouTube pre, you know, her passing. And so just finding out about her and, and where she went, she just disappeared, right? And she was... <sighs> her presence, you can feel it's gone. She was so important to modern day music and not just any of the subcategories music and especially when it came when it comes to women in music okay BIPOC women in music and she gets no credit none none people have ripped off of her now you know, people have copied her and done those things, but they never sat there and was like, hey, yo, Betty Davis was my girl. Never did that. And so, and when I, <laughs> I'm talking Beyonce, I'm talking Lady Gaga, I'm talking, um, uh, who? Oh my gosh! Who? 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 There's a, just a legion, and I'm just like, oh, I'm talking these huge mega stars, and none of them sat there and was like, mm. I mean, Lady Gaga's "Born This Way" cover is a rip of Betty Davis. Okay, a promotional shot that she did. So, listen. We have to start giving people flowers while they're here. And I have a feeling, this is just a, a, a feeling that I have, is that the reason they didn't give her credit is because she got blacklisted. And they didn't want <laughs> to get in trouble, so to speak, for ripping off of her. Um... This woman could play the guitar down. She is like the catalyst for Jimi Hendrix. She's the catalyst for how Miles Davis shifted jazz. That was her. Wild, beautiful, spiritual, sexual. Like, she was so amazing. Um, And to... To lose her at 77 um, on February 9th of 2022, it was very, at first I was just like, no, that's, that's false. That's a fake news story. But then I was like, oh no, like she really is gone. Like I, it was so sad to me to hear that. And again, if you don't know who this person is, go uh, stream her stuff. Go buy her actual albums and listen to the greatness. You know that the music industry shunned and and blacked out. Um, hear that all of these notes and all of these 
transgressions and in in her orchestra hear it and then be like oh my god that was in this song oh my god that was in this song oh my god that was in this song oh my god go look at her imagery and then be like oh my god wait this person did this this person did this this woman literally birthed the the music scene Way back in 1977, when it again, when it comes to, um, you know, women in music, this was her. So what we're seeing now, I mean, not all the choreography and all that, all that stuff, no, but you can see her impact. And oh God, I will miss her energy. I know, like I said, she kind of just fell back and you know um just kept to herself you know when she got shunned and everything and it's unfortunate because we were robbed of of true excellence because if she was doing that just coming out just coming out just coming out the gate crazy intense like that I mean, you just know we missed out on decades of amazing, just amazingness. Like, oh my goodness, it's uh, this business. So when Issa, Issa Rae is out here talking about the music, the music industry just needs to crash and burn, and then we need to rebuild it. She's not lying. She's not. <laughs> oh my goodness, the horror stories that. I've heard upon getting out here is just it's heartbreaking it is so heartbreaking and no wonder there's just so much so many people wanting the music industry to just crash and burn and we'll just start over because it is it's really unfortunate how how it's trans how it's just transcended into this whatever this is um it's just really sad so um condolences to her family um i and her friends i am so sorry guys like this oh but y'all held her up and y'all helped her heal and Mm, 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 mm. Rest in glory and peace, Betty Davis. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, this episode is going to be, like I said in the intro, it's going to be maybe a little large. Um, it is Oscar time. Okay. Oscar nominations have been dropped and there's there'll be a segment where I kind of go in depth about the snubs okay it doesn't matter what they are trying to do they I swear the academy is trying so hard right to to 
correct course. Um, but when you have a system that has been in place for, you know, almost a century now, and it was it had so many, it has so many uh, issues. It's gonna take a minute to correct things, and unfortunately, people, you know, the general public and and the people that watch all these movies, and you know, they they tired, they tired, y'all. So there are snubs, but I will get into that in a follow up segment to this, um, you know, going over the nominations. Um, it's, it was a blah year. It was, it was blah. Okay. Let's be very, very honest. There were some really good movies and then there were some meh movies. Um, there were things that were, there were films that were nominated that I was just like, Oh God, you know, like, I would be so freaking honest with you guys. So, um, let's just get on into it. Let's just, you know how I do. I kind of just run through what's been nominated. And then I kind of, you know, expand upon some of my thoughts and musings on, on, (laughs) on these here awards. So up for best picture, some of these just, I knew they were going to get nominated. Okay. There's, I just knew it. Um, we have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. <laughs> okay, next up. Actress in a supporting role, Jessie Buckley for The Lost Daughter. She did an amazing job. I will. I have to shout her out. Ariana DeBose, same amazing job for West Side Story. Judy Dench, dang, Judy Dench. Okay, let's get it together. For Belfast, again, knocked it out of the park, but does she ever fail? No. Um, (laughs) Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. I just cringed when I, when the awards were not, were, you know, named or they read them off and one of the commentators was like I hope this is the movie she is remembered for and I said oh my god oh my god um and then that last but certainly not least Anjanu Ellis for King Richard that is a stacked category cause any of them could get it I'm gonna be very very honest I'm gonna have fun trying to break these ones that one particularly now because that is literally going to come to it's going to be tight I could almost see it being a tight that race is going to be um, actor in a supporting role um, Syrian Hines Belfast this is a Scottish actor um, had been in so many films oh my goodness so many films. So to see him eat up this role and then also get nominated, it's this big thing. It's a big thing. Um, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, Cody S- Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. 
Now, Cody has been winning a lot. Um, a lot. So, but the fact that they, you know, they and Jesse are nominated from the same film, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know. But we'll see. Um, international feature film, Drive My Car, Flea, The Hand of God, um, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, I mean, A Yak in the Classroom, my bad, The Worst Person in the World. That's going to be hard. That's going to be hard because The Worst Person in the World actually is a good damn film. Um, it's from Neon, so it's not... It didn't get the exposure that it needed to really make an impact. Um, but yeah, um, documentary documentary feature. I just am bringing this up because there are three films that I think. Oh man, they're really really good. Um, Ascension, Riding with Fire. I haven't seen those two, so I'll have to check those out. It's going to come down to these three, Attica, Flea, and Summer of Soul. I think Summer of Soul is going to take it. Um, it's just really damn good, and the critics are so behind this film. I think it's like close to 100% on so many um, rating scales. Flea though y'all need to see this movie i'll get into it later but y'all need to see this movie oh my goodness first off you know no you just need to go see that movie um <laughs> and then original song i'm getting this from cnn um but i know like beyond <laughs> king richard and kanto Belfast, No Time to Die, Four Good Days. Those were the movies, but they don't actually have the songs listed. So I am going to have to do a little bit of digging and find out what those are. I know Be Alive is from King Richard, which is really, really good. Um, no Time to Die from No Time to Die from Billie Eilish. I think it's going to come down to... Beyonce or Billie Eilish. I really do. Sorry, not sorry, but that's what I think. Um, animated feature film Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus The Machine, Raya and the Last Dragon. <sighs> Y'all gonna be mad at me because I know Encanto is such a big hit. Um, but it is not the best animated feature in this listing. Um, <laughs> it's just not. I think Flea should win um, because in the other categories it's nominated in, it's not gonna win. And I think it'll win here um, just to shake some stuff up, you know, just to put, you know, these, animation houses on on you know on principle and on like hey y'all need to step this up because what y'all putting out meh you know what I'm saying 
Um, adapted screenplay, Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, The Power of the Dog. Original screenplay, Belfast, Don't Look Up, <laughs> King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the worst, the worst person in the world. The reason I start laughing at Don't Look Up is so many people is mad that thing got nominated. Like, so many people. And I'm just like... <laughs> That's why it's nominated. To piss y'all off. That's exactly why it's nominated. Um, actor in a <laughs> in a leading role, Javier Bourdain. Oh god. Being the Ricardos, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. <sighs> Again, I'm not going to really go too deep into these, but there is one nomination that is just, I really wish Nicolas Cage would have got nominated. And I think there's one nomination in here that is just like, dude, what the, what? Come on, y'all, get it together. But they're a favorite, so that's why they're nominated. Actress in a leading role, Jessica Chastain. The eyes of Tammy Faye. Ooh, when they read her name, I did. I I was up at 5.18 <laughs> my time to watch these here nominations. And I went, oh my God, when Jessica got it. Yes. Yes, I did. I feel so bad for my neighbors because, oh my God. Um, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Yeah! Girl, two of my babies made it. The other three, I love me some Olivia Coleman though in The Lost Daughter. I ain't gonna lie. I thought she did really, really good here. Um, but I'll leave the rest for my predictions because I'm gonna lay into some of these. Like, stop it. Um, director Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, uh, Ryosuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Production design, (laughs) Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, the Tragedy of Macbeth, West Side Story. None of these are a surprise. You know, when I reviewed Nightmare Alley, Dune, all of these, I was like, they're going to get production design. Like, technically, very sound. Um, and I, the production designer for West Side Story is, Af- well, is a black American. So I'm just like, <laughs> come on, sir. Okay. Um, I got to give, and I, I did when I, when I reviewed West Side Story, I did give, um, Stephen credit. Like he made sure that not only in front of the camera were people of color, but he made sure that that was reflected on the other side of the camera. And that is... I need y'all to understand that 
So on to cinematography, Dune, Nightmare Alley, <laughs> Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, West Side Story. These five films did it very, very well last year. I was actually hoping to see The Last Night in Soho um, in cinematography. I'm not going to lie. Um, going on to costume design. Oh, baby. Cruella. That was a given. Serrano, which a ton of people have not even seen. This is the only nomination it got. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, it is a period piece, right? Dune, okay. Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Definitely get West Side Story. I said Nightmare Alley was going to get that costume design. Dune, yeah. It was just, okay. But Serato, I was like, we don't even got to see the movie. Like, come on. Okay. Hank Cruella. Um, I'll get into the snub of things on this podcast. Uh, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Um, out of all of those at Dune, Animated short, um, um, short film pass. Live action short film pass. Uh, original score. Don't look up. Dune, Encanto, Par- Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. Visual effects. Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die. Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Spider-Man No Way Home Film Editing Don't Look Up Doom King Richard Power of the Dog Tick Tick Boom Makeup and Hairstyling Coming to America Cruella Doom The Eyes of Tammy Faye and The House of Gucci and that my dears is not the complete list because there's there's more there's more but that's all I cover is just the main stuff um, for the 2022 Academy Awards. segment is called the snub of it all (laughs) um I think the Oscars did as best they could um there's so many things that go into this award ceremony and one of them unfortunately and really messed up E has been racism let's just be honest has been sexism let's be honest and let and and classism let's be honest um here's the gag the baftas um i don't really cover those i just be like here's the nominees um and then when 
who went, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you know who won. Um, but the Oscars are different. The Oscars, you know, I'm, I've just, that's my, that's my bag. Okay. So over the years, it's just been, <laughs> it's like every year, it's just, you know, it's a record player and it's a record. And it just keeps playing. But now it's just, it's skipping to the point where (sighs) people are already turned off a lot. People are already turned off. But we always try and, you know, just maybe this year. (laughs) It's kind of like that song from Cabaret, uh, Liza, you know, maybe this time. I'll be lucky. That song. It's that. It's that feeling. Um, And then it's like, it happens. The nominations are released and we're like, yeah. uh," Or just, uh, you know, there's been years where just, uh, you know, the Oscars so white come out. Oh, God. You know. Um, And this year was a, yeah. Now, for me, you know, I covered so many of these films. And so I had a good grasp on this person's getting nominated or this film is getting nominated for this. And, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm good at predicting these things. So none of these were really surprising. However, comma, there there are some snubs. And I'm just like, what? The okay, so my first snub that I have to talk about is Ruth Carter not being nominated for coming to America. Now, my baby's over in hair and makeup, baby. They did that, yes, they did that, yes, and they got a nomination, but she did not get a nomination, and I'm like, why? Why? I'm not mad. Oh no. I just need to know why. When someone is omitted, when a film is omitted in that way, I have to ask why. Because then it's like, oh, so it's just evident you they want this particular person to win. Okay. Cruella is going to win that. Hands down, it's going to win it. Um, in my circle, we discussed this heavily. We were like, it's between Ruth Carter and coming to America and Cruella. That's, that's just what it was. That's what it was. And to see her not get that nomination, I was like, oh my God. And so our little, you know, (laughs) group, we were just like, whoa, that is not cool. Um, she elevated that film into a masterpiece like the wardrobe on that was sickening and I just was like oh wow oh wow oh wow yikes okay now this next snub, honey, I knew it was coming. I did. I was really, you know, last week I talked about, you know, this film being kind of 
embraced by the BAFTAs. Um, this film has also been embraced by the NAACP Image Awards. So I'm just like, yeah, yes, you know, I'm here for this. And that film is passing. And before I go too deep off into this, again, when I, you know, place this film on my top 15 list for last year, for 2021, I said it then. I said, this is something we don't talk about. This is, especially in the black community, we don't talk about it. You know, we're still dealing and healing from and still like being re-traumatized and all the things when it comes to racism and the many many tentacles that beast has in our community in our world um that if someone is bright skinned light skinned that puts them that elevates their space and station in life and I'd love to say that that doesn't exist anymore. I can't. I can't. And I will not. Okay? I'm not an idiot. I know y'all are very, very perceptive folks. And so it's like we, we see what it is. Okay? This is a beautiful film. And... Even an adapted screenplay, I could see it getting that. Nope. No. And I was just like, okay, let me, before I just get off into, oh my God, here we go. Oh my God. We have to look at it in a new light. Okay. Let's look at this from a territory standpoint. The reason passing did so well overseas, those are smaller markets. Those are. It's more intimate over there. And with, um, you know, on top of that, they're more performance centered in some of these markets. Okay. In these smaller markets. And Ruth Nega killed it. Okay, Tessa kills it. And so nobody had a problem nominating it. But you get over here, and I don't think people really because I didn't. Okay, let me put let me say that first. I didn't understand how big a market America is, the United States is. And we're not talking about Canada, we're not talking about Mexico, we're just talking about this little in this little place on the map that has so what 50 territories pretty much and <laughs> there are different markets for each one and when I say you know markets that's marketing that's you know um, all the monies for the commercials and all of that it's, all of that is in, incorporated into marketing And I've had this issue with Netflix for a minute. And it's something that I have spoken about on this podcast. And it's like, 
for me, it's the whole, well, if, if y'all can spend $500 million on two films uh, for the um, Knives Out trilogy, how come you can't put some of them chips into marketing? Why? Like, the reason The Power of the Dog did so well, they didn't have to market for that. That is Oscar. That had Oscar written all over it. So it wasn't necessary. But you take a film like Passing, which is very controversial, and it was like they didn't want to touch it. That's that's what it felt like. Like, they were just like, oh, yeah, you can make it over here. We'll, we'll buy it. And then, <laughs> like... Because she made the movie and then, you know, they bought the rights to it. But then y'all didn't put no marketing behind it. Like y'all didn't put no, no monies behind it to really get it out there. And I just was like, how unfair is that? Like, I just, I, I think about like, if, if it had, if passing had been, in Warner's hands, if passing had even got to 20th Century Fox, even if it had gotten to a smaller one, A24, it would have done better because for some reason, those houses know how to market a film, not just for me and you, but for those award audiences. I need... Netflix to get it together when it comes to that because this this film being snubbed because it was is a crime against the art form it is um now if I was ever teaching a screenwriter's class, I'd be like, oh, yep, this is what we want. First off, we're going to read the book, we're going to read the screenplay, and then we're going to watch this movie, and then the whole thesis that we're going to write about this thing is incorporating all of that and, and, and getting it done. That's just what I would do, okay? If I was teaching, <laughs> prophesizing about this film, um, it's, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. I was like, oh no, we'll see what we... (laughs) What we're not going to do is pretend like... Some... Mm. But then it also goes back to the... The Academy members. It always falls back onto them because it just does I guarantee you that this film was made available to them um if y'all don't know like a lot of these have a you a lot of screeners go out to the members and it used to be you know hard disc or hard DVDs but now they're switching them to virtual which is good virtual streamers because it has a downside because those are pirated but (laughs) but then like 
but it also is getting worked to cut down on the piracy but then it's also getting work to ensure that you're watching these films you know that the academy members are actually watching the films like they can track it and they're trying to really get that technology right because I guarantee you nobody watched this film I mean I mean when you have films getting 12 10 nominations it is clear that people just was like this is what we're gonna fall behind this is what we're gonna you know this is what we're gonna elevate and I just was like oh god this is this is tragic this is tragic um this is a great movie um it was number three was it number three on my list yep it was number three on my list um this is something that we need to be watching and dis- and discussing because colorism um it didn't just start with the passing you know movement um it didn't it was there way before then and you know this is just seeing how people are treating it like a you know hot potato kind of situation oh I don't want to here you go um, I'm going to toss it to you because <laughs> it's too hot for me to handle. It's just unfortunate. But yeah, a lot of it comes down to uh, markets and marketing. Um, I don't know. It's like Netflix has to get it into their system that these aren't television shows and these aren't like some of these movies don't belong on the platform they belong somewhere else where they can get the right treatment and um it's like i think they get so into the competition of things that they don't really think things through um, because don't look up, honey. They didn't do that with don't look up. Come on, it just ain't passing. Um, <laughs> the reason don't look up was able to, you know, get the steam behind it was because a lot of us watched it and we was not here for these critics up here trying to trash this movie. Oh goodness. So at the end of the day, those are my top snubs. I will definitely be getting into more, okay? Um, Tessa Thompson, Ruth Nega, come on! And then, I, you know, <sighs> Nicolas Cage and Pig getting snubbed here. I was just like, oh God, oh God, this is what we're doing. This is, <sighs> this is what we're doing. Um, even though I love me some Jessica Chastain, I think she is definitely deserving her of her Oscar nomination, and definitely Kristen Stewart deserving of her nomination. But again, this year is sans black woman. <sighs> Penelope Cruz um, is uh, is Italian, I believe, or Spanish. She's Spanish. She's um, a Spaniard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
girl. <laughs> I will definitely be getting into that later. But I wanted I wanted to kind of let you guys know that Hollywood, in order for you to like make a film um, at the studio level, you there are diversity credits that you have to meet now um, for before and behind the scenes um, or camera. Um, so things are changing, but again, it's just at a snail's pace. Um, and I, I, I hope that they can get on the good foot. Um, and (laughs) it's because the people is tired, y'all. The people is tired. We tired, y'all, of seeing this same. Listen, um, the power of the dog, a lot of people are calling it the power of the snooze. A lot. A high percentage. But that got 12 nominations. Make it make sense. Yes! <laughs> oh my God. Like, I, but my review was like that too it was like dude like what is what is all this about this movie what like this is (sighs) (laughs) so that's the snub of it all for this episode um of the Oscar nominations I will definitely be getting more like I said in depth on these things when I you know do my predictions um yeah, I just and I and it, just know all of this is coming from a loving space. So I appreciate you know the jobs that these films were able to give to you know the artistic community. Um, so I'm not a butthead. Um, so I appreciate it. But yeah, I was like, oh y'all. <laughs> Gosh, we gonna have to figure this out, child. Yeah. Now, when it comes to, you know, series... With me, I just, I tend to wait until it has wrapped officially, you know, and, and then I review it. Um, that's still going to be the case. Um, and, and the series in question or on topic right now is Euphoria. I will review it like I do all my other uh, show reviews. You know, that will not change. But I had to I had to stop and come on here and go ahead and give a for for your consideration, Miss Zendaya. Okay. The legend, honey. No, no, no. I, I for your consideration to all the uh, to all the TV show. <laughs> 
award shows. Okay? To all of y'all out there. Yeah. This one right here. See, again, I love picking, I love picking like actors. I do. I love going, hey, you need to watch that one, right? And that's Zendaya. I'm sorry. I've, I've been on the Zendaya train since uh, that woman who we will is like a Voldemort situation. We will not speak her name. She will not resurrect herself on this podcast. Um, ever since that woman sat there and was like, ew, she were like dookie braids onto the red carpet. Ever since that happened, and Zendaya clapped back like, I'm gonna do is that. As soon as she did that, I said, okay, I'm gonna watch her. Okay. Because <laughs> first off, what you're not going to do is insult my entire being because you have no clue how to interact with folks that don't look like you. All right. So as soon as that happened, I've been watching her. What she did in last night's episode of Euphoria. I, if you haven't watched it, I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you have not watched that particular episode, you need to stop what you're doing, figure out how you can get a hold of that episode. That means if you got to call your homeboy or your homegirl and be like, hey, yo, let me get the password real quick. You need to watch that episode if you are an actor. If you're a director, if you're a writer, you need to watch the episode. It's perfect. It's perfect. And not only is it perfect, it elevated television. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was sitting there and I was like, okay, so for the for, up until this point, I've just been like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what is going on with her? What is going on with Rue? And like she's she was doing stuff, of course, but it was just like, what the hell? What is? Why is she like taking the back seat? Like it felt like she was just very in the back seat. And then this episode happened, and I my jaw dropped. I was in my feelings. I was like, OMG! Listen, if y'all, if there are people out here who don't want to respect Zendaya, that's their issue. If they don't want to, you know, give her 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 props, give her 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 flowers right here now, that's their problem. I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to do is keep celebrating her and her artistry. And the thing is, like prior to this episode she had posted you know she's she's been doing this where she's posting these you know statements before an episode and last night's statement was just like there's redemption in ad- in addiction and then there was um in another thing that she has said in the statement was that if we can give grace to this character that she's playing, 
then we surely can give grace to people who are struggling or she didn't say struggling. <laughs> there, there it is. That's how you know when they know um, who are experiencing addiction. And I just, oh man. I'm like, this is how you elevate an entire platform by being real, by being raw, by being authentic in the moment. This is how it's done. This is what art is supposed to do. It's not about what I say last week. It ain't about this clickbait. Like, what is that? We doing all this for clicks. Like, I don't like that. But what I do like is what I saw last night. And if I can be a part of that, if I can, you know, experience what everybody else is experiencing. Oh, then that's, that's, that's just amazing. So yeah, you get, like I said, (laughs) you know, you got to hook somebody up. I'm like, you need to watch that episode or HBO make that episode available on, on the U to the tubes, something. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It was so good. Oh, Zendaya, you need to go on prepare for your next Emmy win. Um, mm, just go ahead, girl. Oh my, oh my, I try to, you know, keep my viewings um, of new releases typically on the weekends. However, comma, I was able to watch uh, the new release that is streaming on HBO Max, Kimmy. Starring Zoe Kravitz and directed by Steven Soderbergh. Listen, this was good. This was good. I liked it. I I enjoyed myself watching this movie. Um, it was it's a very slow burn, but see this this y'all listen. This is what worked for the film. It, it's a slow burn, right? But it is crafted perfectly to keep you with the character, keep you with the story, keep you interested. You know, the runtime works perfectly, too. It's an hour and 29 minutes and some seconds. So they keep it cute. They keep it cute and don't overinflate nowhere. It's perfection. (laughs) Miss Zoe I love the fact that you are getting your own show you get to you get to be the main focus of an entire film you ain't co-in nothing ain't no co-star nothing no this is her doing what I've always known she was able to do oh gosh I mean and not I'm not trying to give too much away but um 
pretty much she's a she plays Kimmy, of course. Again, <laughs> hello. Um, and the synopsis is, you know, she's a coder um, and issue uh, resolve or resolver, you know, a tech issue uh, resolver. And she happens to hear some shenanigans on on a recording of a smart device. Um, not like, well, kind of like, you know, Alexa and Siri, you know, kind of like them, but, um, but Kimmy is, oh, let me take it back. She doesn't play Kimmy. Kimmy is the software or the, the recording device that, records some shenanigans and she hears it and tries to you know do the right thing and then it just it goes nuts like <laughs> it goes nuts but it it the film doesn't go so far to the left that it's unbelievable it's like everything that happens Everything has already been like explained earlier in the film. And I'm just here for it. I love films like this. Like they kept it, they kept it cute. Um, I loved the pacing of everything. Like there was really nothing that I didn't like about this film. And it was, that's what surprises me because I was just like, okay, you know, Steven Soderbergh, oh my God, he's amazing. But I just be like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be interested. You know what I mean? Like I do that with him for some reason. And, but I had a really good time with this film. Should you watch it? Yes. (laughs) It is, again, it's on HBO Max. Um... I, I like seeing films like this. I, I really do. Like, it was just good and it was just perfect. So, what would I give it? How many snaps? For me, I'm gonna give it, oh God. Uh, and it's a perfect film, so I have to give it five. I have to. Uh huh. Yep. I'm gonna do it. Five snaps out of five. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night for some people. Um, you know, I have been when when there's a story that's that's large, that's rather groundbreaking, um, soul shaking, whatever shaking. I tend to take my time now before I, you know, report on it. Um, I did that with (laughs) that mess, Uh, uh, Joss mess, because I had to, I had to, and I, I had to do it with this next story, which is 
the color purple remake um and i don't know if it's 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 awkward because is it a remake or is it a reimagining and i think it falls into the second category because this one is actually based off of the broadway smash hit tony award winning grammy award winning um rendition or reimagining of the color purple you know alice walker's masterpiece novel um also the movie from 1980 was it 84 85 86 um is a masterpiece okay um steven spielberg did that sorry if that ruffles feathers and i i i not really sorry I have to give credit where credit is due the movie's amazing the performances amazing you had Danny Glover as mister you had Whoop Avery like and then Oprah Winfrey as Miss Sophia come on yeah Lawrence Fishburne was in the piece listen it was so many people in that movie and so years later decades later um they decided to get together. I know Oprah was a part of it, um, and create a musical off of this book slash movie, and uh, it was a hit, hit. I never got a chance to see it. Now, <laughs> which I think is hilarious because now that I've moved to LA, I, I have a plethora of opportunities to see so many things. Um, but I moved from Omaha and now Omaha is doing, <laughs> doing a rendition of the Color Purple musical. So I was just like, really? All right, all right, all right. So <laughs> congratulations to everybody involved in that. There's a lot of people I know and I'm just like, oh, congratulations. Oh my God, you're going to kill it. Oh my God. But now they're making a movie based off of that musical. And for those of y'all that don't know, there was some heavy hitters that came from that musical. The biggest is Cynthia Revo. She played Celie. And mom sang the house down. Go look it up on YouTube. There's so many videos um, of her in color purple tearing it up. I mean, I was like, her voice is from heaven. It's crazy how good she was in that. And um, so she's pretty close to egoed status. Um, just to throw that out there as well. But then there was um, Jennifer Hudson played in this as well. I believe she was Sophia. And Fantasia was in it as well. And she played Celie. So there was a lot of people involved in this show that, you know, are, are making, making some noise and jangling some chains and <laughs> doing what they need to do 
So they finally released the cast choices for this up-and-coming film. Um, I'm like, who is directing it? Huh. Yeah, so it brought they brought the musical to Broadway in 2005. Yeah, so but I don't know who's directing it. That's what I want to know. Yeah, who's directing it? And it's said to be released in December of 20 December 23rd of 2023. You know Warner got all of that. They, listen, this about to do some damage. When we talk about Oscars and stuff, this is going to do some damage. Um, yeah. So, okay, let's just get into who is portraying who. And you got Fantasia Barino, Asili. Listen, I have been a Fantasia stan since it was like 2002, uh, 2003 when she was on or was it 2002 when she was on American Idol and I just I love her energy I love her voice I love how she's able to channel things through her voice um, she is an American Idol winner um yeah, I'm just I'm I'm excited. And then Coleman Domingo is going to play Mr. I expect nothing but greatness from him in this. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Honey, Danielle Brooke. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm so excited. I just can't. I can't see the happiness that I have for this project is so big. <laughs> it's so big. Um, we got Corey Hawkins. He will play um, Harpo. And I'm looking forward to I'm just looking forward to it all. I'm looking forward to it all. Um, taking the role of Suge Avery is going to be Taraji P. Henson. Miss Haley Bailey is going to be portraying... Um, the younger sister Nettie and her is going <laughs> Lord have mercy is going to be playing Squeak and I said okay okay I see it I see it oh my goodness so that is that's the main um, and all of that came from Cinema Blend by the way um, so let's see who's going to direct this let me see Because I just, I have to know. Okay, so this is um, from Town and Country Magazine. The musical will be directed by Blitz Bazawu, a Ghanaian filmmaker who directed Beyonce's Black is King. And the screenplay will be adapted by Marcus Gardley. So we, 
It's all black. I know Steven is an executive producer. And Oprah, um, I believe, Whoopi may have some fingers in it. Some financial fingers. This is going to do some damage. I know it's far out. I know. Um, the, uh, the, just the talent alone is generating so much buzz that um, they would have to really just not give a damn for this to, <laughs> for this to tank. I think by 2023, especially by December of 2023, will be back. We being, you know, the public will be our our trust will be better um, in in health matters, and I think the film industry, especially when it comes to theaters, will do very very well in this and with this property. Um, this has just A pluses across the board. Um, I particularly, when I first listened, because I did have the soundtrack, um, or access to the soundtrack and of the musical, and I was just like, whoa, like this is, (laughs) this isn't a musical to me. This is more of a, a modern opera because of how challenging the the songs are and the notes these people are hitting I'm like I'm sorry a lot of these quote unquote musicals are not musicals a lot of them are modern day operas um you you take and you listen to something like um Evita that's a damn opera guys um, I'm sorry, not sorry. I mean, these people are singing and for long periods of time. So that's what I thought when I first, you know, heard uh, this soundtrack. So, but yeah, I just listen. I'm excited. I am excited about it. I cannot wait to see this. Um, wow. Okay, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts about it? I know I'm excited, honey. So, <laughs> so that will do it for Livy's Corner. Um, you know what? At the light of the end of the tunnel for this week, I'm going to keep it real simple. <laughs> you got to strut, right? You got to strut. Everybody and their mama, and I done said this earlier in the episode, everybody and mama got something to say about something, right? Everybody. But at the end of the day, It's how you go about it. How you go about living your life. And that's something that, you know, I've been working towards myself. Um, But when I really think about the legacy of Betty Davis, it's like 
she was so unapologetically herself and bold and beautiful and it's just like she had no problems strutting through life um so yeah that's what I take from her the most is that she was herself um and yeah you just gotta strut strut that mess out like mm, there was a piece of a poem that I did uh back in like 2017 and I was like you know we out here making this sidewalk our catwalk and it's like it's so true it's like just make this life the best you can with what you got right all right that's it that's it I'm not staying on here all day Mm -mm. that's it have a great weekend and a great week And I will see you next week. Bye.